We are back with the second session of the current review. My name is uh, Tamsang Natung, otherwise known as TT from the TT Wukup. We are on current live, current review, episode number 15. I am being joined by a regular on the current review now, uh, the Honorable Karabo Kakao. <laughs> um, I've, I've learned, I no longer say Kakao. Uh, mm -hmm. The Honorable Karabo Kakao, compliments of the new ESS. Are you well? Compliments of the new year to you, Lee, and all our followers. I'm very well. Thank you. And thank you for having me. You look very good in blue. Thank you. I'm focused. All, all the blue around you is just, just nice. <laughs> very focused. <laughs> Men, let's 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 get right into it. We spoke like our last conversation uh, on this on this platform. We spoke about the problems at, at uh, NSFAS. And there is a greater manifestation now of what you were decrying on that, uh, you know, uh, last episode when we last spoke. What do you think of this outer report? I think the outer report is couldn't have come at a better time. If anything, we needed it earlier. And so we're very grateful for the investigations and the release there. And this is why this morning I, together with my chief whip in the National Assembly, laid criminal charges against Minister Nsimande and the chairperson of Nesfas Ndata Koza at the Cape Town police station for these corrupt allegations. We want the police service to hone in to do um, service for the students who are affected because ultimately corruption within NISFAS and corruption within the Department of Higher Education is corruption against the millions of students who depend on government to fund them, to fund their futures and ultimately putting a, a pothole in their way of gaining success and the ability to ultimately put food on the table for themselves and their families. Because let's, let's also remember this up to time. The students who are funded by NISFAS are poor students, majority of them. Students who outside of government and NISFAS were most probably going to be left in the streets, unemployed, uneducated, and unemployable. And so to be stealing coffers within an entity and the department that administers funding to give the realization of a better tomorrow for poor students is cruel. It's absolutely cruel, and this is why we've taken action as the Democratic Alliance. Beyond the, the criminal charges we, we've put, we want to make sure that there's an SIU. We want to make sure that we use the mechanisms within Parliament as well to keep um, him accountable, to bring him to book, because ultimately he's still a minister, and for as long as he's a minister, he's accountable to, to Parliament and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the people of South Africa. Do, do you think, though, there's, there's sufficient evidence for the National Prosecuting Authority to, to really take action against uh, those who are implicated in this uh, particular uh, saga? Oh, there's definitely a lot. There's a lot. Everything that has happened throughout the years, the messes, the collapses in payments. One day there's money today, tomorrow there's no money. You are given funding as a student today, tomorrow you get to campus, there isn't all the audit outcomes that have shown irregular and fruitless expenditures that have been happening within the department, the outer investigation themselves, including all the other reports, investigation reports that are there. Um, mm -hmm. 
within 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 the department to point us in the right direction but we want more we want to get to the depth of this right mm -hmm. so we've submitted uh we're submitting a prior application in addition to the criminal charges as well so that we're also able to aid the work that the south african police service is going to be doing um so there's more and that's why we're taking this seriously and we implore the law to 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 exercise its full full might to bring him to task particularly when Abditami, because we know that the same department has a 1.1 billion shortfall. That 1.1 billion shortfall of NISFAS means that there's now suddenly no money available to fund over 87,000 students in this financial year. 87,000 more students are going to be left and locked outside of the doors of education because of mismanagement, maladministration, and corruption within NISPAS. Those are people. Those are people, children, they are people's children who come from poor households who are in most cases their families only hope out of that poverty and, you know, and so that, that's, that's that's one yeah. of the reasons i actually don't want to believe that uh Zimandi could be involved in that kind of malfeasance because he is a support you know he's supposedly a communist a, a former general secretary of the communist party who are supposed to be caring for the poor and downtrodden. Do you think like really he would uh, be that way inclined really to, <laughs> to deprive this is why people? This, you and I are on the same page because that is what makes him extra disgusting. That what makes this these acts of corruption extra disgusting is already that because the allegations that Alta put out indicate that he's not only funding himself, the Dr. Koza, the chairperson of, 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 of NISFAS, but the SACP itself as a political party. That is problematic. But also the reason why I'm, we're inclined to believe it, because luckily for me, I get to have a front row seat of his arrogance and lack of compassion as far as the plight of students is concerned within the, uh, the portfolio committee that I serve in. Minister Nzimande, either does not show up to meetings of committee when we need to deal with crisis sinusfas, when, when students are homeless across campuses, when students are hungry across campuses, when students are battling, suffering depression and anxiety, he doesn't pitch. And when he does pitch, he has the audacity to tell us as members of parliament and members of the media that there is no crisis within NISFAS. So that tells you that that kind of person doesn't have the compassion necessary to be administering politically over this entity and this department he does not care how but how can you as a minister dare say well there's no crisis and he did it yesterday again in his press briefing yesterday in trying to show face to say that he didn't do any he didn't do anything and he did a poor job at that because we didn't hear what he was saying he didn't give us constructive reasons for why he says he is innocent but even in his press briefing yesterday he's maintained that there is no crisis but character I'm, I don't even even have the English term to use to describe <laughs> hop over high. You know, uh, given the allegation of the of of uh, some money having went having uh, been paid to the to him and then to the communists, uh, pro probability of paper trail that can link the communist party, if not directly to this uh, you know. there's always a withdrawal somewhere there's always the sms there's always a recording a conversation there's always a slow
somewhere. And the reason why because I am... Because recordings and the conversations that we have, uh, that, that, that sorry about, about, you know, for for, for yeah. speaking your, into, your, into your train of thought. The, the thing about also these recordings is that we do not, we do not get to see the that that says blade sticks, you know, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's by implication. Somebody says that blade said that I must do this or we're doing this for blade. So, so that makes it difficult actually to, you know, to get to proof, but it doesn't mean that there is no evidence. Yes. Yes. Evidence right? is definitely and the onus is on subs. That's why we're taking it there to help us get to the bottom of mm. it because, so it's because those, those allegations are serious and, and the reason why it's very easy also to believe them is because if you pay recording, the board is saying is implicating him. So you don't go and accuse the person and implicate yourself with freedom. If, if that's a lot. But what I wanted to say is, um, so your question was, um, whether, the, whether, the, whether, hold the, on, the, you said Horana is the evidence trail. and yes, the paper yeah. trail. And so, and so the reason why we want the South African police service and parliament and an engagement to this context that we can get those paper trails and get that evidence and so that it can be brought to book. Mm -hmm. It is not enough to just have recordings and we have the outer report, which we've said to the administration it's not do you think it would be an honorable thing to do to sort of step aside to use the language of the anc until it's completed that, and that man is not honorable there's nothing honorable about that man about dr Nzima, and then i must call him but because but his actions are deplorable and that's why it's difficult for me to be sitting here and respecting him but i must because i mean mm -hmm. The honorable thing for him as a case of shame, as a case of compassion, understanding how this issue is for the students, the parents and the families of the students, and the reporting for him to step aside. But his 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 presser yesterday showed us he is too arrogant and too to step aside and that's why we're also calling on president ramaphosa to do it for him mm. dr Nzimanda is not going to vacate office he had multiple opportunities to do so across the years because this is not the first time that minister is being a corruption not the first time last year was not the first time across campuses where we, we saw students under his throughout he did in the peak of his fall, for example well, I was still a student. Minister Zimanda had the audacity to say when we were saying minister must fall, he was saying student. <laughs> so it's problematic. He's been, 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 been problematic. He is tone. He does not. He is arrogant. And we know that he won't step aside. That's why the onus is on President Cyril Ramaphosa, the person who appointed him into his cabinet, to get rid of him. He is not not the right for job, he's not for purpose, does not care about the, his mandate within that department. He does not care about what it means to steal and to steal money and plunder money away from staff who are the families only shot out of poverty.
What what are your timelines? You know, like what do you think should happen by when? Uh, and when do you see any any you know like the, the start of persecution? Uh, do you think we have got you know enough evidence or anything to you know to be able to even draw the timelines? The timeline is obviously going to um, the arm of the investigation is obviously going to be dictated by the South African Police Service, but they do uh, it's a matter of emergency and they are taking it very seriously. Um, they're speeding it up, uh, so we, we we want to to see that very soon. But also, as far as getting rid of the man out of his job, even pain pending the outcomes of the investigation because of just his failure to politically administer the department lead it into the right direction. And we, we don't even need an SIU report. We don't even need a subs report to prove that he has failed to, to, to run the department and to, to steer it in the right. As far as that's concerned, President Ramaphosa must fire him with immediate date. It is, his, his thing is long overdue. Um, his, his, his firing is long overdue and we need to do that now. And again, I need to add here, Abdi Tami, just in quick brief, mm. on top of the, the funding and allowances that have been laid, we have a student accommodation crisis across the country. Mm. Money that is being child is money that could have been used for grants to build student accommodation to make sure that we don't have cases such as the ones that we had in Limpopo, Madalabara that we spoke about, where students are living in shacks, shacks that are funded by NISFAS because NISFAS does not know how to accredit. Last year, the, the, the NISFAS funded student accommodation in the previous academic year was only over, only, only just, only, only under, what is 65 minus minus 100 35 only 35, 35 yeah 35% of them were accredited so meaning we had over 65% of NISFAS funded accommodation that was not accredited in this academic year we have they only have 6.5% of 2024 beds that are going to be used for 2024 that are accredited with their new accreditation system that they came with now when they said that they are the you say 6.5 or 65 6.5 percent so i agree we had the 65 percent accreditation that deals with your letaba that's funded mm. and they, that they didn't accredit and then they, they said mm. okay, we have a turnaround strategy we have a new system in place where we're going to accredit faster we're going to have online mechanisms to do this so that in 2024 accredit student accommodation accreditation is no longer a problem but like okay sharp mm. Let's do it so before the year starts. But now they only have six point five percent of those beds accredited. Do Do you not think though that the real problem there in the in that department is is the administrators and not necessarily the politicians? It's all of them. That so we have a problem of administrators that are that are appointed without the right. Um, reasons to be appointed who are there not because they can do the job but they're there because they are politically connected to certain people and we see this also with the problem yeah co-invest and the the, the four um, direct payment um, companies where we saw we, we heard most in the recording that one of the people that was in the conversation with the board um the board chairperson is the husband of one of the directors that that's that, that those companies so we we have that problem and then we have a problem of politicians that are corrupt 
that are cadres that have been dumped into NISPAS and the department simply to achieve one goal, that is state capture. Cater deployment has been there to achieve one role, one, one goal. And we know this. Cater deployment was never I'm, there. I'm asking you this question because you, your emphasis is on remove blade. Now remove blade and then do we resolve the problem? No, I got there are two solutions. So in the meantime, you get rid of the head, the kingpin of the of the of the of the syndicate. You get rid of him in the meantime. But ultimately, what you need to do is get rid of the entire government. We need a new government. We need an overhaul. We need a democratic alliance government that will be able to yeah, adapt yeah. funds <laughs> in the right way. And the reason why I'm able to say this boldly, it's not because I'm politicking, but the Auditor General of South Africa themselves year after year says that where the DA governs in all DA departments in the Western Cape, in all DA governments locally, we are the best governed. We are the best governments. Money is used in the right way. We every rand is accounted for, and it is done in the best interests of South Africans, where the development is seen better. So there, there is no need for 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 us to look any way beyond other than the DA. We have an election coming up now in 2024, so we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity as young people in this country, as students, as parents, and as a nation to say enough is enough with the ANC and their alliances. That's why it's very important to make sure that come the cut off of the, of the 4th of February for registrations, we are all registered correctly to vote out the ANC and its alliances and to vote for a democratic alliance. In the meantime, it's important for us to visit www.check.da.org.za and register to vote for a new government that cares. Students deserve that. We can't be sitting back anymore and allowing who do not care about our futures, who do not care about what it means to be poor and be hopeless in South Africa. On top of that, not know how to implement good strategies to deliver us from evil, but still chow the money that the little that is there to help us prosper. We can't sit back and do so, not in our futures. And that's why I am a DA voter and I refuse to vote for the ANC. We need to get rid of him now in the meantime but afterwards we need to make sure that we have a new government in 2024 in the new election and in the meantime given that we are we are we are moving straight into the new academic year for for, for tertiary institutions what what hope do students have really that they would be assisted financially and their restrictions would go well given you know like the the issues with money that we're talking about now and that's the painful question right because Everything looks so bleak, but we are trying our best. We are trying our best as, as the Democratic Alliance in our portfolio committee in parliament to troubleshoot as many issues that students face as possible, given the limitations of the NISFA system itself. And so what we want to implore for students is let's fight as hard as we can. That's why making noise is important so that they're scared, Libon, and they, they, they can't sit and just fold their, heart, their, their, their arms. That's why I would boldly say here, if there are any students who are currently facing issues with their applications, with their, um, their appeals and their registrations, please send emails to karabokay at da.org.za. That is K-A-R-A-B-O-K at da.org.za. So that my office 
and the entire team and in the Democratic Alliance here in Parliament can be able to have an all hands approach, all hands on deck approach to help students who are in need of assistance. And, and this goes to the question I was about to ask you now as to why is it that uh, political parties uh, and 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 maybe even the, just the DA, you know, don't have a you know a, a fundraising uh, campaign like a private fund, a politically motivated fundraising campaign just for education, where you say mm -hmm. that as the DA we've been able to raise say five hundred million for you know for for for, for tuition for 2024 or for whatever year, for, for students mm. who are studying in this field or just for everybody who, mm. who, who is a why, why is it that we don't have that kind of thing? I think parts of it have to do with the Political Funding Act. There are a lot of complications and regulations around what you fundraise for and what you use it for. But I do think it's a good it's mm -hmm. a good idea for civil society um, organizations who are interested in championing education educational freedom um, for for students and the emancipation thereof to be running such. Um, but what's also important mm -hmm. to note here, Abditami, is we wouldn't need as political parties to raise money for students if the government just did its job. That's all that is necessary. We can't be having South African taxpayers paying tax to ensure that students are funded only for that tax to be chowed by politicians who are greedy. Do not care about students. It shouldn't be. Men, I think that's all we wanted to talk to you about. And we we hope that the the there is an answer to all the questions that have been uh, that have been uh, asked, and we definitely hope that there will be assistance to all the learners and students in this uh, TVET college.